Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 8, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We got a lot of stuff going on. I have a lot of stuff to discuss. So let's start with what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. We'll go up time frames will go down time frames we want to make sure we always have the bigger picture we narrow it down things morph from smaller time frames to larger time frames but we get the better picture from the larger time frames so we have to use both as a balancing act let's start with the markets above the downsloping trend line and remember this comes from the weekly chart and as long as they're above that Things are bullish in general. Now, they're not that close to that trend line. So what's before that? What's the current thing going on? What's the market respecting as what's important? Well, the first thing that we'll notice is the 410.49. And those of you that were in the trade with me will remember, we shorted the market here on this spike up. It was some kind of CPI situation or whatever it was, I forget. It doesn't make any difference, and then the market collapsed. So we wrote it down, we took profit somewhere down in this area, and then we held it was a risk-free, emotionless trade, and then you get stopped out of the rest on the way back up when the market turns bullish. Why do I bring that up? Specifically because look where we are now. They came back to run a test of that area, they got through it, have come back below it, and today you'll notice... 410.63 on close, and if you look at the time I'm making this video, they're right at 410.46, 48, 49, 50. That's where they are. That's still an, and I love to call it this, an uber important area. What's the next thing below the uber important area from a daily chart perspective? Well, it's very easy enough to just use The last breakup and big breakup candle low in the sequence, 407.57. So here's what we'll say. Get out your sticky notes. They can come down to run a test of that area. There's likely a bull bear battle in that area. But if they come below and give up, quote unquote, that area, 407.57, and start getting below 10-minute candle closes below 15, 30, 60, then what they're going to be doing is heading for 402, 403 neighborhood. Inside the number members will have a more specific price target in an as-needed basis. Let's look at a 240 chart for some supporting documentation. Let's say they give up this uptrend, they come below the 20-period moving average, below this breakup candle low, same 407, 57. What's the next big breakup candle low in the sequence? Isn't it right here on the 240 chart? Where is that? How about 403, give or take? This low happens to be precisely 402.35. That's a general zone between 403 and 402, supported from the 240-minute chart. Just want to make sure we see the same stuff. Same breakup candle low. You look at another time frame, like the 120 and the 240, and it reinforces the importance of that particular low. 
On the 120 chart, it's down over here. 402.35, same as the 240 chart. Then you say, let's look at it another way. Let's do some of the other stuff that he always does and say, look, the market ran up to that spot and was rejected. If you draw a line over, you'll say, hey, they tried to break out, came back to run a test, broke out, and they can come back to run another test. This was a meager breakout. This is a better breakout, still an important spot. It's how I look at the tape. It's how I find the trades each and every day. There's a method to the madness. Let's switch gears for a second. Speaking of method to the madness, here's a 30-minute chart, and this may look familiar to some of you. Why is that? Because I posted this on Twitter before the opening bell. The chart looked a lot different. It didn't have any of today's activity on it. It was listed as Jerry's new breakout area. So what was I thinking? They're going to come back down to run a test of Jerry's new breakout area. What is that specifically? Just like last Wednesday, yesterday Jerome Powell gave some kind of a speech and the market went a little bit haywire in the afternoon. He creates his own breakout areas for the benefit of traders that can recognize them. Here's what it looks like on a five-minute chart. You see here, they come up a little short, and you'll see this a little bit later. It's always a give or take. They're going to come up either a little bit short of 4.10 or spike it through. And then when they come up short and give you this trade, what happens later is, and you'll find this in the notes inside the numbers, don't be surprised, on a spike of the low, complete some unfinished business below 4.10, and then have another bounce away. We talked about it in the live room specifically. So knowing all that, what can we say now? We can say below 4.10 for long and on candle closes, hourly close, half a day close, two hour close, whatever, below 4.10 the door opens for what? Go to the daily chart. Next big thing in the sequence, how about 407.57? That's the daily chart breakup candle low. Below that, we already talked about it. You take the next step down. That's the way the market works. That's what we're teaching here. That's what we're talking about in the live room. That's what the trades are made out of in both directions. Everything above is just a mirror image of everything we just discussed. Just to wrap up things on the daily chart for a moment, I can make a pretty good case that that's a valid trend line from left to upper right. And therefore, it also may, depending on timing, coincide with that 403, 402 area, if they did fall. It's more supporting documentation for why a specific area may be important. What we're trying to do is create a full stack situation. How about inside the numbers and the live room? We're having a good time in the live room. Folks are learning stuff. They're having positive trades. They're learning patience, waiting for the right trade setup taking advantage of what we're learning as a result. It's hump day. Not much fanfare in the overnight session, eating some time off the clock. I'm going to compress this down a little bit. So what I urge you to do is pause the video and read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. Basically, we had 415 on the upside as a target. They never even got there. So we don't have to worry about the higher stuff. What we do need to worry about is 413.60, which is, in fact, the bearish pivot. 
You'll see it called an official pivot later on, but at zero dark 30, we started at the bearish pivot. Why is that? Because getting below opens the door for another leg lower, like to 412 for starters. Let's get our faculties, we think, better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. We're focused on the top line, which is in fact 413.60, and you can see that was our early pivot, that was our pivot, it's our bear pivot. Why? Because if price gets below and stays below, it opens the door for 412. What's the lower line? That's right, 412. What's the low of this candle? How about 412.03? I had it on the chart at 412.07 for the day trading room. It was 412, give or take. They bounced up 10 S&P handles. We had some takers in the live room. You can see the importance of 412. Something else to pay attention to. The longer they bounce off a number, the longer they respect the number, the longer they center around one, trade back and forth through it, the more confidence you have that that number is actually important. That's how we can use this information to our advantage. You got the gist of a lot of what happened early on, didn't you? Zero dark 30, we already knew the numbers. Before the opening bell, 412, give or take, is an area of support. See, give or take. We had a former important number of 412.50. Early on, I was calling that a zone, but we narrowed it down later when they bounced away from the zone, came up close and bounced away. We just said 412 is now the number. You'll see that later in the notes. Look, if they start to rally, 413.60 is the pivot and will normally be tested. They did the testing of 413.65.60 first and then went down to 412. The point here was, if they went down to 412 first, we're looking for a bounce back to the pivot. If they can't get through the pivot, all we're thinking for the time being is, bare case, doors open for 412. Kabish, 932, 4250, 412 is support, and then instead they ran up to 413.60. That's our pivot. They're always going to run a test of the pivot. Now, here's another one. We talked about this in the room. We had traders participate both here and in the room. Here's the setup, and then I'll go to the chart and show it to you. They get above the pivot, and they make a run for the next place. But when they come up short, or they just don't get there yet, or they're working their way there, they can come back to the pivot, like, like any other support area, and run a test. They bounce off of it. They may continue up and give you the higher number. If they get below it, you know that the long opportunity down back at the pivot for the retest was wrong. So that is another opportunity. It looks like this, and here's a three-minute chart just so it stretches out a little bit. They get above the pivot, they're starting to go to the next place. You'll see later in the notes, 414 was an important place. You had to take profit if you were long. But the concept is this. Once they start getting above the pivot, they don't have to go all the way to the next target. Let's say the next target was filling the gap left open from yesterday, 415, right? Sound familiar? So they come back to run a test of the pivot. They may or may not be done trying. So the first time, best time, they'll generally give you some kind of a scalp trade off the pivot. Whether they're coming from above or coming from below, it's going to generally have a reaction, meaning price, to or at the pivot. They gave it to traders a few times. Bulls are in control above the pivot. Bears are in control below the low of day, 412.77 at that point. We stretch it out a little bit and say, hey, 
If they get below 412.77, and that's the why we're no longer interested in 412.50, then the door opens for 412, and that's an opportunity. See, 414 was overhead resistance. So traders playing around the pivot, if they want those scalp opportunities, they know they have to take profit at 414 in order to turn it into a risk-free, emotionless trade for the next dollar up to 415, which they never got to. 10 o'clock, 412 is support. Below the low of day, the door opens. No longer interested in 412.50 to 412. Willing buyer at 412, give or take, for a scalp with potential. That post was at 12.08. They came into it in the candle ending 10.33. 10.08 post, 10.33 in this particular three-minute chart. That's when they came into the 4.12, give or take. What's the high? 4.13.07. They bounced a dollar. They bounced 10 S&P handles. That's a trade. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Showtime at 4.12, give or take. This was done live in the trading room. Scalp with potential, four to six points, ES points, and hold for more. They gave you 10. A couple of minutes later, nice trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Now, later on, they started getting below an important spot. They started getting below 4.12. So here we go, 11.25, the door is open for 4.10, give or take. We don't know they will get there, but if they do it in a hurry formation without eating time off the clock above, it should be support for a bounce back in the other direction. They start with a scalp with potential. Here's a 15-minute chart just to change things up a little bit. Here's your give or take, low of 4.10.15, and here's where they completed the unfinished business. The low here is 409.93, Low here, 409.93, and the bounce. So they gave it to you twice, once before, and once when they busted through it to complete the unfinished business. We're moving right along. Now look at the 11.45 post. So far, they got to the give part of the give or take at 4.10 by making a current low of 4.10.15 and the initial bounce. 4.10, give or take, is a big spot. It's Jerry's most recent breakout area. Below opens the door for a re-spike and test of 409, which creates a zone, and that's the afternoon kind of commentary giving you the bigger picture schematic. And then the other side is getting back above 410.85 opens the door for another push or leg higher back in the other direction, like toward 412. And they did all that. We're moving along. 1225, there's your run back to 412, give or take. Funny how that works. But look at this. Staying below 412 keeps the door open for another test and spike of 410. They've got some unfinished business down there. I wasn't kidding. We're moving along. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. What's going on over in camp? IWM, anything spectacular? No. They're in a pullback formation in an uptrend above all the moving averages. That's the look from the daily chart. Nothing's really changed from that standpoint. Now, we do have some, from a look standpoint on the longer-term charts, relative weakness against the other markets. But what we can say, which has been the case, is as long as they stay above this area, including the 20-period moving average where it is right now, 
that keeps the IWM in a bullish formation. What about the transports? A little bit of a down day, but all they're doing is eating time off the clock inside the most recent breakup candle, inside the low. So as long as they do that, that's all they're doing is running sideways, eating time off the clock in the process of creating a bull flag pattern until they're not. They come down here, then they're not. They start to break above the high, then they were. What about the Q people? What's going on over there? 30360 is that particular number, and I'll bet you're wondering why that's on the screen. What's the importance of that? Well, I'm pretty sure I gave it out to the uh, live room today. I gave it out to somebody, and then I noticed it's unfinished business. Either I'm wrong, or they have unfinished business one more time. That can be deemed as bullish if they take off, but right now they're still hanging around, so they've got some unfinished business down at 30360 or possibly below. Big scheme of things, there's a couple of things going on with the Q people. So A number one, they've got one of these bull flag patterns going on, same as the one we just discussed in the transports. So maybe they're going to do this, maybe they're not. If they come down, they're going to start working on this breakout area, this breakup candle low, which is a convergence of moving averages down here at 291.5, give or take. So that's the progression of events in the queues. But as long as they stay above all the moving averages, the big picture is it's bullish up until it's not. How about the XLF, the financials? Now, they were down about six-tenths of one percent, 22 cents. It's not a big deal. It's just a down day. It's not like selling came into the financials. It was just a down day. If there's nothing wrong with the financials, it's unlikely the rest of the market's going to fall apart. Where have you heard that before? You've heard it here because it's an important thing to remember. Smash mouth, same routine. Uptrend on the daily chart, down day, not a big deal until they start breaking below certain stuff. In this case, you can either use yesterday's low or the day before's low at 243.76, we'll call it 75. Get below that, you start working on this breakout area right below that, then the breakup candle low and the 20 period moving average. So there is support underneath current price, which means there is room to further eat time off the clock, building energy for another push higher. That comes off the table if they start getting below certain stuff, but they're not yet below certain stuff, so the bullish stance is active and well. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.